Marmalade Pod, helping your brand stick and your customers stick around. Welcome to the next episode of Marmalade Pod. I'm Claire from Maker Brew. And I'm Becky from Unimax Solutions. Today we're going to talk about branding and content or how your content can help you build your brand. Yes, so this is the final part in almost a four-part series uh, focusing around branding. Um, so yeah, what is content? I think it's the first thing to kind of discuss. For me, and I, th- I think most people will agree, content is anything that you create and put out into the world in the form of marketing or information and communication. Yep, I'd say so. It can be signage, it could be an email, it could be a video, it could be a podcast like we're doing now, mm-hmm. it can be a data sheet, it can be instructions, it could be announcing a sale or launching a new product or it, any any way that you speak write film or illustrate a message yes so we we touched on messaging in our last episode when we looked at the difference between your audience and your customers and how important communication is when it comes to content are there some key things you need to kind of bear in mind when you're creating content? I think you need to, you, everything comes back to the strategy. So what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And who are you doing it for? And you can apply that to a content plan as well. So you could have a theme that might be a month or it might be a quarter or it might be for the whole year where you're communicating about a certain product or service or aspect like at the moment you've been you're coming to the end of your campaign Mm -hmm. i think on love your crm yeah so all your content's been around the benefits of a crm system and how it can help somebody to love their system because it's saving them time making their life easier and all those different reasons so your content around being campaign driven and I know that's coming to an end in the next few weeks. Yeah. But what's your next campaign if we're talking about content in a campaign model? Is it focusing on a dif- different aspect of your service or is it going to a different user, for example? Yeah, so the next campaign that we're going to be running is all around customer journey and customer centricity. So how you can put the customer at the heart of everything that you do in a way that will enhance both the experience for the customer and for you as the business. Right, so all your content then will be focused around that as the core subject and it will have a goal at the end of it. So your social media posts, your emails, possibly things that we talk about during this podcast might support that campaign. Mm -hmm. It might illustrate things that we can share that will help you develop your content and your messaging that having that theme and that campaign makes it easier for you to create that content am i right definitely so we have a general theme that we're looking at so customer journey we then split that down into what our key messages are going to be throughout that campaign what what do we want to communicate and why is that important? 
and then how are we going to do it and we structure all of these things before we even start looking at what the individual messages are going to be so again going back to our last episode we look at this from an audience perspective and people that might not be aware of who we are yet people that might be considering working with us and we also look at it from a customer perspective and what's relevant for them so in our recent love your crm campaign we had a general kind of theme going out across social media but we had two very different email marketing campaigns that supported that depending on our audience whereas with this one um our customer journey one the messaging will be much more aligned between the two there'll still be slight differences but on the whole a customer journey whether you're an existing customer of ours or not there are a lot of points that are going to be relevant to both audiences and both data sets um but yeah we're, we're planning it all out well in advance once we've planned it out we'll then go into looking at what needs to happen next to deliver that key message right so when when i look at content or when i help customers with content it's more about the identity side we've done the strategy part like you said mm -hmm. and that's where we work together so once you've got your strategy of what the campaign is and how it's going to work who it's for what are the thick what's it going to look like um i delivered some training recently to uh, a company where they wanted some guide on how they could brand their content on social media so that falls into the brand identity mm -hmm. side but it's also content so there's there's a few little guidelines and things now one of the main ones is balance a lot of mistakes people make whether they're doing a social media post or a leaflet they think because they've got space they have to fill it one of the golden rules of design is less is more if you can get across your key message and the right words or something to make the customer or the person that's receiving that content take the next step you need to think about trying to do it in as fewer words or less pictures as possible so that it doesn't overwhelm you think about the space that is around each element so that could be around the words around the pictures the logo is it consistent is it in the same position every time so my for example on my post my logo is always top left corner it's always top left side so building consistency with balance now one of the ways that i explain balance because people that aren't designers often get stuck now there's loads of tools that they can use like canvas one of the main ones where you can create your own designs but if you don't understand the principles of things, it becomes hard for you. Mm -hmm. So if you think about balance in terms of weight, so you've got a logo, you might have got a headline, and you might have got an image and a background that you're going to put on a social media post. If each one of those elements had a weight, and when you laid it out, does it tip to one side, like a seesaw or a balance? Interesting. So if it does, you might need to make the picture smaller or the background less busy, make it a solid colour or make it a paler mm -hmm. colour. You might need to make the font bigger or bolder, so have it thicker lines. You make the logo 
less of a weight because if you're putting a social media post out it's going to go on your channel so they're already branded for you but if you somebody shares your post it needs to carry your logo but it shouldn't dominate the rest of the content on the post so i get a lot of positive feedback for people understanding design and positioning if they think something's got a weight because we all understand the seesaw it's a really simple explanation for it definitely it's a nice it's a nice way a nice simple way for people to remember yeah what they need to do as well you can also use shapes you can group shapes together you can group colors together you can use lines lines in a design such as stripes direct somebody in a direction mm -hmm. so you might use lines or things in your design that point somebody towards a call to action which might be a button or it might be a link or mm -hmm. something like that you can use a hierarchy so if you said travel guide for example you might use travel as a really big word because that's the key thing a guide is important but not as so you'd make that word a little bit smaller and then maybe it was a travel guide for backpacking you'd make that the smallest because that's the niche bit of information mm -hmm. you want to attract people in the audience that are interested in travel then they know it's a guide and then they know this particular is backpacking which isn't going to appeal to everybody so you can use a hierarchy of sizes to deliver a message are there any rules when it comes to design? I know you've mentioned not to put too much on that, but when it comes to people wanting to use different sizes, is there a general rule of how many sizes to use on a, on a document or a, an image for social media, for example? Well, on an image for social media, number one, don't use more than three fonts and your logo is one of the fonts. So if you've got your logo on and it says your company name, you've only got two choices to use. If you were going to do something using a hierarchy method that I've just said, I would again only use three different sizes. You might only use two. If you are wanting to put a message on your social media, don't put the whole message on the image. Put a little taster, a teaser on the image and then the full message goes in the text that goes with the post. That's one of the things that a lot of people do wrong. They try to put all the message on the image. And the image should just be there to stop people scrolling or catch people's eye and catch people's attention. It's not there to deliver the whole message. Makes perfect sense. I think one of the things that I've been guilty of in the past is trying to capture someone's attention with lots of information. And as you say, when you're creating something and you're not in the world of design, it, 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 it can make you think, I've got to get all this information in there quickly. But actually, as a customer or as you know, somebody in the audience, I wouldn't take the time to read a, a graphic that was full of text. You know, we, we read a lot of quotes online. You know, those people are always posting quotes to social media. And, and they're, you know, short and snappy um, and inspirational and it's great. When I see something that looks like it's a lot of information, especially in an image, I tend to just scroll. It's almost like it's too much for my attention to focus on in an image. Whereas you say, if it's less is more and there's a lot of text, I find that more intriguing to click and have a look through. 
the, the thing is, a, an image or a picture, we recognise 60,000 times faster than words. So you've got to use a picture to stop somebody. You use a headline or a snapshot to give a suggestion of what it's about. And then you give the detail in the text. So you're covering your all your bases mm -hmm. for people that want to see a picture, people want it as a bullet point, or people that want to read all the information. In documents, for example, if you've got a PDF or a digital guide, you can make the contents like a, a bullet point list of what's in the document mm -hmm. you're sending and you can make those links so you're covering your base for people that want things snapshot bullet point and people that want more detail click the link and they go to more detail so it's about thinking about serving people that want detail and want more information and giving them an avenue or a direction to go and get more information without putting off people that want just the snapshot information your content is, it is a seesaw, it's about having the right balance. If it was a, a technical document or a, an academic white paper or a study on something, that type of content is expected to be detailed mm -hmm. and referenced and cross-referenced and catalogued. Whereas a social media post is just designed to educate, entertain or communicate. So when it comes to how it looks, We've talked about, in previous episodes, about strategy um, and about identity. Um, one of the things that I hear battered around um, business circles is brand guidelines. So, brand guidelines, from my understanding, translate into things like social media. How can you ensure that you're, what you're looking at and what you're, oh sorry, what you're creating for people to look at and how that's delivered falls in line with your brand strategy without necessarily making you feel like you can't be as creative. Because that's got to be quite a fine balance because my mind goes off like a fireworks show sometimes. I want to include this and I have this idea. How, how do you, as a brand specialist, get people to understand and refocus on those brand guidelines? it's all again it comes back to balance it's about creating the brand identity or developing the brand identity so that it provides rules of the game the rules of the game are agreed between the person who's the owner of the business or whose brand it is guided by somebody like me mm -hmm. to give flexibility but also give consistency because consistency of content is absolutely Keys. There's a, a phrase that I quote quite often that content's king and consistency's queen. I like it. So if you use your logo, put the logo in the same place. If you're using a different image, the image might be a light image so your logo can work in its normal colourway. You might use a dark image where that logo doesn't work so it might be a just white only version of the logo, mm -hmm. for example, often called reversed. Put it in the same place. You might do campaigns, so you've used a lot of imagery in a recent campaign, mm -hmm. but you've been consistent as to where you've put the call to action. So you've, in that campaign, or been a non-creative professionally, mm -hmm. 
followed some rules to keep things consistent, but you've had the freedom of creativity to choose what the images were. And the band guideline should put the rules of the game in place as to things that cannot change, the things that can have options, and where the flexibility is. And it's, it's devised and pulled together in collaboration, basically. Because mm -hmm. we all like freedom to create and do and have choice but we all also really like to have a guideline yeah agreed so it's not about having rules that you can't break and you and being dictated but some guide of where the freedom can be helps to keep and build consistency and that will help build a brand through how the visual content is presented definitely and what about other forms of content so we've kind of gone down documents and we've gone down um visual content is like images um so when you're doing things like um videos for example be that a, a friday vlog like like your own or be that a training video those rules still apply, right? You still need to have your logo in a consistent place. You still need to make sure that your messaging throughout that feeds back to the strategy and everything that you're going through. Is, is, are there other things to consider on different platforms or different types of content that are very different to your standard images on? Well, your content, besides visual and images, includes words. Now, words can be written or spoken. So if they're written, it's delivered in a tone of voice, just like a video, the way you speak, the way you dress, the background that you shoot the video in, do you shoot it on a green screen and then you can do any background you like, mm -hmm. but then that causes you more editing. So like my vlogs, for example, I shoot them at my desk. I have a plant in the background and a bit of Lego. Mm -hmm. because I build brands so that's part of how I, the elements that I use it creates a little bit of interest as a soft background and I deliberately position the camera where it leaves an empty wall space in the top corner so that I can put the logo in that space mm -hmm. I usually wear a branded top not always but you can see my branding what I wear on the video you get I talk with my hands, if you could see me now, I'm, I'm waving my hands around like a puppeteer. <laughs> but I don't hide that in the video, that's my personality. So you and I are in the same room today and we're having a discussion and helping people with the information we're sharing on this podcast. You will get the same type of explanations and simplifying things, the way that I speak, as well as the way that I present myself with using animation with my hand movements and facial expressions uh, you might get the excitement in something because I do love what I do and my the passion comes through and all that is noted and considered it's not contrived it, it, it is naturally me mm -hmm. it's authentic and I think that's what you've got to do when you do any video content or audio content like a podcast it's got to be authentically you don't try and be somebody or a character that it's not you because your customers will recognize it and it what something won't sit right just like if you use the wrong color logo it wouldn't sit there'd be some mismatch there it wouldn't it wouldn't sit right with mm -hmm. the customer so your written word if you have a style whether somebody writes for you and has adapted your style and understands your style or you write your own content 
is it always very formal or is it always quite friendly is it a mix of the two so content can be and there are some great tools aren't there as well for people that are not used to writing content and are used to making videos or recording things you can there's some great platforms available some some paid for some free software i've got an app on my phone that i can record myself speaking that then translates it i can upload that to the internet and then edit that and that'll give me my tone of voice and how i speak to allow me to then create posts that are as you say more authentic so if you're not comfortable with the written word if that's not normally how you put things together getting a, a voice recorder tool can be a really quick way of, of getting yeah i'm sure there's i'm sure there's the same thing on a pc but i use a mac and i can go on any software platform or any website and if i double tap my control key it gives me a voice record nice. so i can speak and it types that is absolutely amazing for me because i like to talk that's why i do podcasts <laughs> Um, or the video content that I create is me talking, mm -hmm. it's me presenting myself. I'm not so good at writing, so that helps me with my writing, but I also know that writing's not my strong point, so I have a, a copywriter, a good friend of ours, who uh, will definitely be a guest on one of these podcasts at some point, uh, Claire Taylor from Raspberry Flamingo Content and Copywriting, she writes my monthly blogs for me. And mine. She's very good at what she does. So she she can write in a style that suits my business, like she does your business, and then that helps me create monthly content. So I don't have to create everything myself. Equally, if you're a bigger business, you might have a marketing team that creates the business's content. I think that's the interesting thing, isn't it? And And it's very important when we're discussing content you don't have to do everything yourself there are some really good people that you can work with to create brands to create images to create content and copy that will do an amazing job and for for some businesses and for some business owners but for me, prime example, I'm not half as confident as you are on video and I, I have this, you know, reoccurring 80s nightmare of the old home camcorder videos of me as a kid kind of popping up on the internet somewhere. Um, and so it, it makes me quite self-conscious on video. But I've um, recently done a video for my business um, and we did a voiceover because I was more comfortable with that and I, I had to outsource that video because I tried, I sat with my Google Pixel on my tripod, on my desk and you know six takes later um, I, I rang a friend of mine and was like I mean can't do it corner, I, I cannot get this video to a point that I am comfortable enough to put it on the internet um, and I spoke to another couple of people and some people were like, yeah, but Becky, it's the, the, the content you've done is amazing. But for me, it didn't convey the right message and I wasn't confident in it. Outsourcing that and getting a, an expert in to help me out gave me an amazing video that I was happy with. So I think sometimes, even if you know what your strategy is, even if you know what you're doing from a point of view of messaging, sometimes pulling people in that are experts in certain areas will give you the confidence to get that content done quicker. 
and be confident that the message is done in the right way that's going to shine you in the right light yeah i think we can all be shy or lack confidence when it's a new thing that we're doing or we know it's something we've got to do for our business like you should put blogs out on a monthly basis it helps with your search engine optimization it gives you better google rankings it's another way of communicating with your audience and sharing your expert knowledge and helping more people but you can't do everything so that's one of the reasons why i outsource my blog because then i get a written article every month I do the bit that's my favourite, which is creating the pictures and mm -hmm. designing it. The strategy I've already done, because that's what I do as well, it's my business, It's I know what I'm wanting to do. But the vlogs, I like doing the video ones, and I, similar to you, when, when I started doing videos, I used to do a 20 second video every morning onto my personal Facebook story, just walking the dog, just chatting, mm -hmm. probably some nonsense. But that doing that and starting that built up my confidence to do it. And now my vlogs are between a minute and a half and three minutes every week, depending on the topic that I'm talking about that I think will help people. So it comes naturally now, but it didn't two years ago. Yeah. It's something I've learned. Yeah. And I think sometimes we've got to push our comfort zone a little bit. But one, one thing that you said there that I think is really key when you're looking at any form of content is it depends on how it can help people and i think that's really key when you come to content i think you need to make sure that you're positioning your messages in a helpful way that gives people a reason to engage a reason to watch you can't just go and put loads of sales content out there that's just selling 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 because people won't engage with it unless it's something that somebody wants to buy instantly you know they're not going to engage and press click call whatever the call to action is um you know we i watched them um, there's a there's a lady on facebook um that's a middle-aged woman um she's average size average build no makeup and she reviews beauty products um she she's she's so much fun she's really down to earth if it's terrible she'll tell you it's terrible if she loves it she'll tell you she loves it I spend hours just watching her because she's just fun. She's she's not a, a typical influencer. But I found myself in boots last week and, and I bought some makeup and it was only when I sat back in the car and uh, my daughter asked me for something out of the bag and I reached in and I picked this product up and I was like, hang on a minute. I didn't need this. I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I'm pretty sure I saw that lady giving me a, a showcase of whether this was a good product or not so there, there are lots of different ways where people engage with things and i think positioning that in a helpful way is what really grabs people's attention yeah again it's it's having the right purpose behind it what is your goal what you what do you want to get and gain from putting out that content but who are you serving what is the point of it? Who are you helping? Why are you helping them? Who do you want? So if you if you know all these answers, creating your content becomes much, much easier. Yes, definitely. So if you have trouble with your content, if you need some help with the blog writing or the written word, get in touch with Claire Taylor at Raspberry Flamingo. 
if you need to know how I put my videos together or how I put these podcasts together because I do all the geek stuff for these, get in touch with me, Claire at Maker Brew. And if you want to know how you can put the right content out to the right customers in the right way, Becky, how do they get in touch with you? Um, you can email me at becky.jameson at unimaxsolutions.com. Definitely time for a brew. Definitely, let's do it. See you next week. See you soon.